It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 27th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to kind of set the table a little bit here for you. I'll, I'll be doing a, a special podcast tomorrow, so so we'll, you'll have that to look forward to. We'll kind of set the table here today with what's actually in front of the Magic, what what, what tools they actually have at their disposable, disposal, what their free agent scenarios are, and, and ultimately uh, what they'll be able to do and, and what kind of players they'll be able to target. I'll go through a few players that I think are kind of floating under the radar that I do think the Magic should take a very serious look at. So we'll kind of set the table more realistically for what free agency is going to be for the Orlando Magic on today's show. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail. Want to know what the implications of the report about Kemba Walker uh being the the favorite, I guess, to go to the Boston Celtics or or the Celtics being the favorite to acquire Kemba Walker, check out Locked On Celtics. You want to know what this means for the Charlotte Hornets? Check out Locked On Hornets. You can also check out Locked On Kings because we know they're, they're chasing Nikola Vucevic and plenty, plenty more. There's a pot Locked On podcast for every taste and flavor of NBA team that you want as every NBA team is covered in the Locked On podcast hour. Plus, we have Locked On NBA with the Locked On NBA experts, local experts, uh, talking about the national issues, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get your fantasy fixed too. All of it is available on the Locked On Podcast Network, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, or colleges too. You can find your favorite team on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Himalaya, or wherever you download podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The way this summer set up for the Orlando Magic, the way that, that we've conceptualized this summer or, 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 or looked at this summer, is essentially we've assumed the Magic are going to operate as a team over the salary cap. If you take Jeff Weltman and John Hammond at their word that the main goal for Orlando is to retain their own free agents, Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, the Magic then are over the cap. And really, if that is their goal, if that's what they want to do, the only tool they have at their disposal to add new players, besides trades, of course, is the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $9 million. A little bit more than $9 million. And, and you can split that up among players. You don't have to spend it all on one player, but that's about all the Magic have to spend this offseason. And, of course, that's not super exciting. You're not going to get a lot for $9 million per year. You'll get a, you know, kind of a mid-level bench player, essentially. Uh, you know, maybe you could find a, a kind of low, under-the-radar guy or under-the-radar star type guy, but $9 million isn't going to really punch anything up. But, of course, we, while the Magic are operating at least over the cap for the moment, and they're not in danger of hitting the luxury tax, it doesn't appear, While the Magic are operating as a team over the cap, that's not quite the whole story. The salary cap in the NBA is complex. You might ask, why are are the Magic operating over the cap? You know, I I go onto a website like Basketball Insiders, and I see that their guaranteed total and salary is only $85.5 million. Add $3 million for uh, Chuma Okiki, who's, who's got, probably going to sign a rookie contract, and they're at $88.5 million of guaranteed salary. If the salary cap comes at $109 million, then the Magic have $20.5 million of cap room. Now, that's not max space by any means, but you can get a, you can get a starter quality player at 12, 13, you know, a high-level bench player at 12, 13, $14 million, or a starter caliber player at that, that much, and then add someone else to your bench. But the way the cap works is quite different. Orlando would have a cap hold on Nikola Vucevic, which is worth $19.1 million. And, and, I, and I didn't add Ken Burch, who's got a $1.8 million cap hold as a restricted free agent as well. So add that and 
Emil Jefferson also has a little bit of a cap hold as well. So Magic's real cap room without Vucevic and Ross comes to about $18 million. Now, the reason we say the Magic are operating like a team over the cap is because in order to go over that cap to re-sign Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross, you have to have what's called a cap hold. Essentially, a placeholder on the roster. It's essentially saying you can't make everyone a free agent, go over, you know, sign a bunch of new free agents, then go over the cap to sign your own guys. You have to kind of reserve their spot on the roster. Nikola Vucevic's cap hold alone is $19.1 million. Terrence Ross's cap hold is $15.8 million. So if the Magic want to bring these guys back, if the Magic's intention is to bring these guys back, they can't go out and sign anyone first. The reason these cap holds exist is to try and force teams to take care of their own first. Now, we all expect Nikola Vucevic to make more than $19.1 million, so the timing of signings matters. Let's say the Magic lose out on, on Terrence Ross. You know, they're still slightly over the cap, so it doesn't kill them too much. But let's say they make a move to get under the cap a little bit. In this case, it, it probably doesn't matter as much. Let's say. But the thing about these cap holds is they're ephemeral. They don't really exist. They're, they're more accounting tricks. I mean... Nikola Vucevic's cap hold gets removed the moment he signs with another team. And so, you know, let's say the Magic know Vuce is leaving. They could go out and sign a replacement player. I mean, again, without Vuce, without, without Vuce and Ross, the Magic are about $18, $19 million of, of salary cap space. And so they can, once they know what those fates are, they can renounce the cap hold immediately and, and, and take care of that. Or... They could go out and run both tracks. And, and this is what I've been saying for a lot of the offseason so far. Is the Magic have to operate on both tracks? And they can't. They're not required to focus on Vooch first and then move on to the next guy. They can work on both. And, and I imagine the Magic will be working on both. But the reality is, no matter, no matter how you slice it, the Magic don't have a lot of resources available to them. Now, Orlando can get to some pretty significant cap room. There is a way. Like I said, the Magic have about $18 million in room if they let Vucevic and Ross go. The wild card in all of this is Timofey Mozgov. Timofey Mozgov has one year left on his contract. He is owed $16.72 million. The NBA salary cap has a rule that allows you to stretch the cap hit on players that get cut. So if the Magic want to go in on a bigger name. Let's say they, they lose Ross and Vucevic. So they got $18 million in cap room. And they want to sign a D'Angelo Russell. Or, screw it, they want to sign a Campbell Walker. Which, there's at least been some reporting linking the Magic to Campbell Walker. Let's say the Magic want to do that. They could take that 18 and get to 30 million in room by stretching Timothy Mozgov's contract. If they were to stretch Timothy Mozgov's contract, they would add another $12 million in cap room to their total. Because $16.72 million stretched over the, li- the, 
the life of the contract times two plus one is three years. And so Mozgov would then be a $5.6 million hit over the next three years rather than 16.7 right up front. And like the cap holds, this too is somewhat ephemeral. There's no deadline to declare we're stretching his contract. The only time you have to declare you're stretching the contract is when you actually cut him. And you can do that all in one fell swoop. When you agree to terms with the guy you want at $24, $25 million, and that puts you over the cap, you cut Mozgov, you stretch the contract, you have the cap room, you sign the guy. It's all very mechanical. This is is the minutia of the NBA salary cap system. But but you can see it's pretty big. Orlando has this wild card in their back pocket to create another, you know, nearly $12 million, $12.2 million, uh, $11.2 million in cap room, roughly. And so if they lose Vucevic and Ross, this gives them a pretty significant bank to play with. And as I've said on previous podcasts, the 2020 free agent class is not really impressive. And John Hammond has said in the past, that Orlando would not like to take a step back if they don't have to. They, they recognize they might take a little bit of a step back, but they want to remain competitive. They want to remain in the playoff race, and, and they want to keep growing and building through winning, which, which is exactly what they should do. Now, you're not doing any of this. You're not stretching Mozgov, certainly because dead money hurts. No matter, no matter when you do it, dead money hurts. So you better do it for a purpose. You're not doing any of this without the guarantee that someone's coming. And I don't suspect that the Magic want to spend all of their cap room on one guy. Because depth, I think as we learned in the, in the NBA Finals this year, depth is kind of important. And I think Orlando's main focus is still on keeping Vucevic and Ross. Granted, on more team-friendly deals, probably not at the, at the full market. If, if Vucevic gets a $25 million contract from the Kings, unless the Magic are offering a two-year deal, I don't think the Magic do that. I do think I do think the possibility of Vucevic signing a two-year, fifty million dollar, or the Magic offering a two-year, fifty million dollar contract to Vucevic is very, very possible and very, very real. But I don't think that's what Vucevic wants. So if Vucevic really does have a twenty-five million dollar offer in his pocket, he's probably gone, and then Orlando has to figure out what it's going to do. Now, of course. Orlando can re-sign its own free agents last. The timing of free agency does matter because Ken Burch is going to make more than his cap hold. And so the Magic will want to deal with him last. So their hope is that no one gives him an offer sheet and forces their hand a little bit. Uh, and, and by all accounts, it does sound like Burch is going to be very, very popular on this market. If the Magic lose Vooch, look for them to move and move to come to an agreement with Burch very, very quickly. They're not going to let him kind of sit in restricted free agency that long. Whether he actually signs that contract quickly, that's another question. Look for the Magic to try and get Terrence Ross done fairly quickly as well. I think with the Magic's own free agents, they want to move fast and know very, very quickly whether those guys are in or out. And if those guys are out, they're going to move quickly to that other track to go out and find either someone to replace them or to go after some big fish, perhaps. It does sound like the Magic want to be aggressive. With Houston reportedly trying to get off some salary, 
if Orlando feels like they're in a good spot that that they'll they'll make the playoffs, maybe they take that plunge. I I don't think they will. I don't think that that's something Orlando wants to do. But you know, it's certainly a possibility. They've got some valuable pieces. I mean, Mozgov's expiring is a valuable piece. You can create some cap room by stretching that contract. Evan Fournier is still a good player, still a decent player. I know he had a bad a bad shooting season, but he's not useless by any stretch of the imagination. And Orlando could get a decent player back in return, perhaps, for him. The reality here, though, is Orlando has some maneuvering to do. Not off the roster, but on the roster. To get to the kind of cap room that can really make a difference. To get to the kind of room that can add something major to the team. And that's really going to be the tough needle the Magic have to thread. They have tools at their disposal, including if push comes to shove, that non-taxpayer mid-level exception. But getting there is going to be a kind of step-by-step process. They'll start Sunday on two tracks. Sign their own free agents or go after someone new. And unfortunately, those two tracks just do not meet. I've seen some people suggest, oh, the Magic should re-sign Vucevic and go after D'Angelo Russell. They can't do both. It's really one or the other. But I will say this. The Magic at least have the tools to make something happen. The Magic at least have the buzz, uh, the playoff appearance in their back pocket to make something happen. It does feel like, for the very first time, and certainly first time under Jeff Weltman, the Magic are willing to be a little bit aggressive. And they may surprise everyone at the end of the day. Or it could be another kind of quiet summer where they go fishing for things, don't find anything they like, and just try to hold the boat a little bit steady. It's really hard to predict what this front office is going to do. They've never been in this position before, number one. There are big questions, big long-term questions that this fan base has debated over and over and over and over and over again over the last few months. There are big questions to answer. Unfortunately, it's hard to pinpoint what those answers might be quite yet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I think what's what's really interesting, though, about this year's free agency is is less about the it's it's less about the the big name free agents. There's obviously some humongous names on the free agent market this summer, and and, and that's a huge intrigue. And you're seeing all the national uh, national uh, pundits go go talk endlessly about them. But I think what's really interesting about this year's free agency is that something like forty percent, more than forty percent of the league are free agents this summer. We're, we're four summers past the the big summer uh, of, the, of the cap spike. 
And so a lot of a lot of those three, four-year contracts have expired now. And so so many players have been turned out into the free agency market. And there's a lot of teams with a lot of cap room that are going after the big fish. And what I think is really interesting is there are some really good under-the-radar guys that I think would help the Magic and I think would be able to, to be had at a decent price. And especially if the Magic lose out on Terrence Ross or Nikola Vucevic. There are some at least intriguing options that I think are worth exploring. Because the art of free agency really isn't in going after the max guys. The max guys are going to make their own decisions. And they can make it work anywhere they go. They're, that's why they're max guys. They're really, really good. But I think it's the mid-level guys. It's figuring out whether to pay a player $12 million or $9 million, $15 million or $12 million. I think those are really where GMs make their money. Terrence Ross is going to be a perfect example of this. Last year, he was making $10.5 million, and that's a really good deal. Orlando got their value in him, a ton of value. Would we say the same if he were getting paid $15 or $17 million a year? Is it is 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 it is that going to be something the Magic are willing to spend when push comes to shove? If it, if the if the Lakers or Sixers come in offering a fifteen million a three year forty five million dollar three or forty eight million dollar contract something like that, is Orlando going to match? I don't think they will, and it's because there are options on the market this year to replace them. There are some really good under-the-radar under the radar players on this market that I think the Magic should chase. And number one on my list is, is Jeremy Lamb of the Charlotte Hornets. Lamb has taken some time to figure himself out in the league. You know, had his run in Oklahoma City where he was a good shooter but kind of struggling. But he really found his own in Charlotte. Especially last year. Lamb, you may be surprised to know, averaged 15 points per game. As much as anyone else, except for Kemba Walker, he was a big part of Charlotte making that late push to make the playoffs. I think it's easy for us to forget. Orlando clinched in the penultimate game. If they lose to Boston that game, the game against Charlotte on the final night of the season is a play-in game. The winner of that game would go to the playoffs. Orlando didn't need it, and they beat Charlotte anyway, but that would have been a, a play-in game. That's how close the Magic were to missing the playoffs, and I don't think we should lose sight of that. And Lamb was a big reason why. He's a solid defender, not a great defender, but a solid defender and a fantastic three-point shooter. Not in the same way Ross is. Ross is more of a slasher. He can come off screens, but Lamb is able to drive a little bit uh, and is able to hit threes from and is able to hit threes at a very good clip. Not to mention, he has familiarity with Steve Clifford already, so... A big thing for Orlando, I think, this offseason is continuity. They don't want to have to start over with a lot of guys. And so I think that is a big piece of this puzzle. And if you can bring in a guy that knows all the plays, has a relationship with all the coaches already, integrating him into the offense is going to be much, much quicker. Integrating him into the defense is going to come much, much quicker. And I think that is actually a big piece of this. Um, I, I, it would not. I know there's been really no buzz about what Lamb's going to do in free agent. He's kind of a second, third tier guy. It wouldn't surprise me if Lamb comes a little bit higher on the price range. You know, I think he was paid seven million dollars last year. He's probably going to get 
10, 11, maybe 12 million a year. And so getting him at that mid-level exception would be tough. At the mid-level exception, Orlando's probably chasing Reggie Pollock, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, guys like that. But honestly, on this market, outside of Terrence Ross, I think Jeremy Lamb is the best kind of three-point you know, three bench spark. And I think he would be someone worth pursuing. Um, he's kind of at the top of my list, actually, of free agents, uh, outside of like a D'Angelo Russell or some of the bigger names out there. I might even put him ahead of like a Terry Rozier. I'm, I'm not a big Terry Rozier guy, although it does look like Rozier will become an unrestricted free agent with, with the Kemba Walker rumor, rumor going around. The next guy on my list is Dellen Wright of, of the Memphis Grizzlies. Dellen Wright is a six foot five point guard. He's kind of struggled to find his way in the NBA. He's on Toronto, and Toronto was kind of set at the position. I mean, it, it does say something perhaps that, that Fred Van Vliet was able to beat him out for that spot, but as we saw, Van Vliet's pretty good. And so, the magic in that case, you know, could be looking for a, a big guard to sort of replace what Michael Carter-Williams did for them. And I think that's that's kind of the goal, is you've got DJ Augustine, who, who you trust, and, 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 you, and I don't think the magic are in any rush to move on from DJ Augustine, but they know he's in the final year of his contract, and they know that he's probably not ultimately the direction they want to go. I, I don't think... I don't know what the Magic's interest will be in re-signing DJ Augustine. But from there, you've got Markel Fultz, who is a, a complete mystery. I don't think anyone knows. I mean, obviously, no one knows when he'll be ready to play. I, I think he'll be ready by training camp. I think he'll be he'll be in camp. But you don't know what you're going to get from him. And, and like I've said, I would, I would treat this upcoming season from Markel Fultz as his rookie year. I'm not going to expect a ton out of him. I'm not expecting him to start. I just want him to go out and play, get some experience, and then we'll regroup and, and develop from there. That's that's how I'm treating Marco Fultz at this point. But from there, you know, the Magic really needed that third point guard. And, and Michael Carter-Williams was, was, you know, perfect. Played with fantastic pace. Defended at a high level. Uh, you know, was was able to get to into the lane, and, and Dylan Wright, I don't think can do all of those things. I don't think he's as great of a driver as, as as Carter Williams was, but he's got great length. You know, I think that he can play and manage a team, especially off the bench. It's a little bit of a better shooter, but not a great shooter. And and the Magic have obviously had some interest in him. In fact, Jeff Weltman was part of the management group that drafted him in Toronto. So again, familiarity matters. They they know his game really well. And I think what's also important to note is when Dellen Wright finally got consistent playing time in Memphis, he played pretty well. Uh, you know, against Orlando in that overtime win that the Magic had, he scored 12 points, grabbed eight rebounds, and dished out seven assists. You give him time, he can make things happen. He made life very hard for the Magic in that game. For the Magic ultimately came back and won it. So, I think he'd be a good young player. I think you could get him uh, you know, he's a restricted free agent, but with Memphis having John Morant in, in the fold, I think you could get him for part of your mid-level exception. I don't think you have to break the bank for him, and, and I think that's what's really intriguing about him. The other player that I kind of have my eye on if, if Nikola Vucevic leaves is Rashawn Holmes. When I think of the, the Philadelphia 76ers and the trust the process era, I think, I think a lot of people tend to think of the draft picks and how they hoarded up those high-level draft picks. And, and that was a big part of the process. But I think the other part of it was 
the, and honestly, the more brilliant part of it was, was finding young guys, hungry guys, signing them to short-term or, or short-money long-term contracts. Like it was like they would sign three-year deals with team options on the last two. And so many of those players hit, or more players of that variety hit than you would think. And Rashawn Holmes was one of them. If the Magic were to lose Kem Birch in free agency, more so than Nikola Vucevic, if the Magic were to lose Kem Birch in free agency, Rashawn Holmes is the guy they should go after because he, he would do so much of the same things. Good shot blocker, good defender, finishes around the basket, hard roller. He'd be a really good addition. Now, it's one thing to be good defensively on those early Philadelphia teams that were pretty good defensively. It's another thing to be make a positive defensive impact on a team like the Suns last year. The Suns' defense was bad at all points last year. I think they had a 114 defensive rating. But with Holmes on the floor, the Suns had a 108 defensive rating. And among all the Suns' rotation players, the Suns were not better defensively than with Holmes on the floor. Now, add him to a team that's actually good defensively, and I think you have something there. Now, I think if, if you're in a situation where Holmes has to start for you or you're splitting time with Holmes and Bamba, I think that would be a little sketchy. I, I wouldn't feel super safe with that. But if Birch is gone, let's say Birch gets a $8 million contract the Magic aren't willing to pay, which who knows, he might. If Birch gets a big deal the Magic aren't willing to chase after, Rashawn Holmes is a perfect replacement for him. Would do a lot of the same things, and I think would add a lot of value. And he's a guy that no one's talking about, of course. I mean, that's that's what that's what this list is. Guys that are flying under the radar in this big free agent summer that really could help teams. And I think all three of these guys could really help whoever they sign with. These are kind of the bargains, and these are kind of the gambles that the Magic are going to have to make and 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 hit on if they want to make the playoffs again next year, number one, and if they want to continue to set themselves up for success. It's Role players matter. Can't all be about the stars. You've got to have good depth and good role players, and I think that's somewhere where Orlando really needs to focus on this summer. I don't think they should go after the big fish necessarily. I think they should really focus on you know, buttressing their depth and, and creating a, a solid defensive lineup that will keep them in games and give them a chance at the end. But like I said, ultimately, it does feel like the Magic are putting the focus on retaining their own free agents. And if they don't do that, I do think that they'll chase after not the huge fish, but some pretty big fish, whether it's in trade because they can use cap room to absorb extra salary or uh, or in free agency. And we'll figure out who that is, uh, of course, this weekend. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Himalaya, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter there for the latest on the Orlando Magic at omagicdaily. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.